What up, what up? Welcome back to Millionaire Voices. Today I have the honor of talking with the one and only Megan Romine. She's the owner of Mermaid Realtor and she has so many amazing stories of what it's like to sell multi-million dollar homes. I'm so excited to talk with her. So she came to visit us at the studio today. Without further ado, Megan, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. It's, a, it's really a pleasure because I've been watching you on Instagram and I really am inspired by how you portray yourself and, you know, what you stand for. And, I, and we'll dive into your mindset and your routines because I know they're incredible. But today I want the audience to know who you are, know how you created Mermaid Realtor and where you're at today in business. It always stems from where you're from. So why don't you tell us a little bit about where are you from and, and, and where you come from? Yes, I'd be happy to share that with you. So what a lot of people don't know is I'm actually from a very small town in West Virginia. Um, I grew up in one of the least populated counties in West Virginia. So a place where there's not a stoplight in the entire county. <laughs> and my upbringing, I truly believe, has a lot to do with where I'm at today. And it has a lot to do with my values, my work ethic. And, you know, I grew up in a place where everyone was friendly, your neighbors were your family, and personal connections were so important. So once I moved away from Work County, West Virginia, and I went to college in West Virginia, a little bit of a larger town, but I always knew that I wanted to do real estate. Mm -hmm. um, so shortly after graduating college, I ended up getting into property management, real estate, I think that was about 12 years ago. And I just continued to work my way up. So by the, t by the time I was around 25, I'd reached the height of my career in West Virginia, and I needed more opportunities. And then mm -hmm. that's when I expanded to the South Florida market. And and we're going to dive into business so that people can know that you're a boss and you're someone who really gets the job done. And, and like I said, I'm inspired by you. I really want to ask you some questions, if you don't mind, about your childhood. And, you know, I figure when you come from a place like that, uh, and I don't know anything about West Virginia, and I, and I really am listening to what it's, you know, what you said, it was the experience and the values you took from that. What are some key things that you saw in your childhood that like inspired you to like be like want to go really big in your life? Well, I can honestly say that there wasn't like one thing that happened that made me think this way. I, I do believe that some people are ingrained a little differently. So for me, I just always had drive and motivation mm -hmm. to always keep su succeeding and keep doing better. And the way that I looked at things when I moved to South Florida and still to this day, I wake up every day and I'm like, wow, I have so much opportunity. Mm -hmm. I can't believe the amount of opportunity that I have growing up where I did. Like you couldn't even really fathom like walking into some of these houses that I sell now. So it just being having the attitude of gratitude, being very thankful and very grateful for everything along the way. Oh, that's beautiful. And and I see that, you know, and I'm blessed to, to know you more into your personal life and seeing like you are what you're saying right now and how you created, you know, this mentality and you're not playing around is my question for you, you know, is what got you ready or wanting to get into the real estate world? Was it a mentor? Was it seeing somebody? That's a great question. So I think about this pretty frequently because I actually went to school for health science and nutrition. That's what I got a degree in. Mm -hmm. um, but they say that 
if you want to really find a purpose in your life or also looking for happiness, you have to think about what you really enjoyed in your childhood. And I remember when I was a little girl, I would sit there with my notepad and I would like make pretend phone calls. And I was like on my notepad making phone calls. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to try to help other people as well. So shortly after I graduated, I graduated whenever the economy was really down. You know, people weren't that excited about health and nutrition in the area that I was in. And by default, I just happened to get hired by a property management company. And that just completely opened up my eyes mm-hmm. um, to real estate. And I just always wanted to learn more. But one thing that really stuck out to me is that once I got into property management and then managing different properties, I really wanted to sell real estate on my own. And everyone always told me, Uh, you know, that's really difficult. And, you know, everyone wants to be a realtor, but it's like really hard to make money in that. And I heard that for probably like seven years. Like it was just always the struggle of going against everyone's like, oh, yeah, you can try to do that. But Mm -hmm. most people, you know, aren't successful at it. Yeah. And we talked about that one of our other episodes about people giving those opinions and and advice uh, from, you know, their I guess, past references. And how were you able to overcome, you know, that type of, uh, like, how did you get to believe just in what you were going to do? Where did you think that came from, that confidence? Well, I always love a good challenge. (laughs) (laughs) So anytime someone's like, oh, yeah, like, you may not be able to do that or something of that nature, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to show them I can do it. (laughs) Um, But... It's just always doing one step in front of the other and always moving forward and Mm -hmm. always trying to do better. So there wasn't like one specific instance that made me want to do this. It was just something over time. And I have to be transparent too that real estate is extremely difficult and there's all different kinds of avenues. So it's not only marketing, but you have to be an expert in your area. Mm -hmm. People, you need to be able to build trust and relationships. You truly have to love it to do it because it is very difficult. So now that the people that were saying that to me, they had validation for saying Mm -hmm. that. I I believe that the success rate of a full-time realtor after two years is less than 10%. Mm -hmm. And I understand why that is, but you just have to have like anything in life. You have to have the drive and you have to want to be one of the best. You can't just want to just do it halfway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I used to tell people that when I was running a sales organization was that Anybody who entered it, I say, you see that person who's number one? That's who you want to be. That's who you want to chase. Because why else are you here if you don't want to be the best? Just for complacency? And and I love that about your personality and and what you're saying because I align with it all. You know, it leads me to what we were speaking about before is not only what people are saying, but sometimes people say, hey, you know, you're the first female on our show. And that to me is powerful because I believe that everybody's equal. I believe that everyone could reach their potential, just like you're saying, regardless of all the you know, differences from a male, female, and, and all the different uh, differences that we have as humans. But what, what do you say to that girl, that, little, that younger girl who wants to be as successful as you, that you could do it, but how, do, how would you lead them there? 
I would tell them to always be true to themselves and that whatever you decide that your goal is, keep in mind that you're probably going to have to work four times as hard as what you initially thought and it's probably going to take twice as long. So you just always need to have an idea of where you're going. So Mm -hmm. if you know where you're going and you keep doing the steps and being consistent about it, that's the most important thing. And you may not see results right away. You may not see results in a couple years, but as long as you're staying true to yourself, Mm. you stay consistent and never give up. I love that. I love that. And, you know, now I feel like we have a great foundation of know what you're about. And I want to talk about business with you. You know, what's it like selling multi-million dollar homes in the real estate market? Like, what what's the market like? How does it work? I'm, I'm so curious. So there's, there is a significant difference between selling multi-million dollar properties and properties that are in a lower price range. Mm-hmm. At the end, end of the day, you have to be truly focused on your client. You have to really care about your client, regardless if they're buying you know, a condo or a multi-million dollar house. And it's a huge responsibility. So anytime that someone chooses me to sell their multi-million dollar property, I always think, wow, what an honor, mm-hmm. you know, that they have this trust in me and that you have to be one of the best mm-hmm. and you have to always think about how can I do this better? How can I think outside of the box? And also, you're not selling a brick and mortar structure. Like you're not just selling a house. And whenever you're dealing with a multi-million dollar listing, you're selling a lifestyle. So I feel like a lot of people, you know, you can focus on the house itself and, oh, it has, you know, these these handmade doors that are from Germany. But that's not necessarily the most important thing. You're selling a lifestyle and you also want to have your client's best interest in mind. So my business model really focuses on um, lifestyle, multi-million dollar properties, and then also how can I build my client's net worth? So if it's whether it's usually through investment properties, investment portfolios, and most of these people that are coming to me that, you know, they do well and they're wealthy and they have trust in me to be able to help guide them. It's not their first rodeo, right? They've bought and sold real estate before, but I have to take my particular expertise and how I can help them achieve their goals, whether that's building their net worth or whether that's the lifestyle that they want. That's powerful. And and that's probably one of the big reasons of how you found your success in this game, because you're looking at it with such genuine intent. You know, there's a transaction fee, you know, the business, but you're creating a whole experience for the betterment of, of, of who you're helping your client. I, and that's, that's powerful stuff that you just said right there. Now, what's it like, like now with are you just focusing on Fort Lauderdale, Florida? How how does your business work, per se? My business is pretty specific. Um, I do a lot of waterfront. So I'm either finding portfolios of properties that can build the client's net worth, but South Florida. So the furthest north that I go is Jupiter. The furthest south would be like Dania. Mm-hmm. Like I really like to stick to what I know. I'm doing someone a disservice if I'm going out of my preferred areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but what I can do is that if someone's looking in different areas, I make sure that I'm connected with 
the best professionals. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really important that sometimes people in real estate always look at other agents as competition, but it shouldn't be viewed that way. You need to have client relationships to be able to make sure to get the job done. And it's a big relief when you know that you're working with one of the best and you have, you know, the same goal in mind, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, you're at this level now where you know where you need to, how you need to move and how you need to help your clients, how you need to grow in this field. You know, for the person who's just beginning in the real estate world, what do you like? What's the strategy of the climb that you would give? That's a great question because I feel like in my last 12 years in real estate, I went through a roller coaster and trials and errors. And eventually one day, you know, my goal is to, I feel like I do have more of a purpose of just selling real estate in life. Um, And for me, it's not about the money anymore. It's about the relationships, but I want to be able to help people. And I want to be able to help people like myself like how I was 10 years ago, right? So my biggest word of advice that I could give is to find a good mentor. Mm. So I found a phenomenal mentor about five years ago and it really changed my career. And also I feel like in real estate, whenever people are first starting out, like all you see is like the stuff on Instagram, right? People selling multi-million dollar houses and they're making a lot of money. And that's not like, that's not real life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you have to be willing to really put the work in. Mm -hmm. I worked under a mentor and I made a fraction of commissions. And at the time I was like, oh my gosh, I'm working so much and you know not making like you know the the full amount of the commissions but that what I learned I can never put a value on that or a price on that that's great advice really is because you know it goes back to that line we spoke about earlier you know people who've made significant amount of money have told me they said when you're ready for the money it'll be ready for you so why not learn? Why, why do you got to get all the money? What are you going to do with it? You know, do you know what you're going to do with making millions of dollars? Because I didn't when I was chasing it. So I love that advice, Megan, um, to somebody who's, whether just starting out. And be humble. Have a sense of humility, guys, because if you really want to get to this level, you're hearing it from someone who's there. Which leads me to, so at that level, are you working with celebrities that that you do you work with people just crazy high net worth like how does how does that type of like who who's the person buying those types of houses that's a great question so uh, in my business at least i do like confidentiality okay so there are definitely people that i work with that you know you may have heard of um but there's also people that don't want anyone to know that what their financial status may be or what they have. And a lot of these individuals, like they actually have specific attorneys um, that they hire, that the attorneys make sure that no one can find out the property that they own. So Mm. confidentiality is really, really important. Mm, That's powerful stuff. And it it could teach people a lot with that because it's almost like, you know, I don't know how to to say it per se, but it just – no one has to know all your business. 
not the whole world has to know all your business. You can inspire people and whatnot through your accomplishments. But like you said, and I, and, and I, now I'm understanding why you're saying that. And I think another thing, too, is that if you're dealing with someone that is well-known or someone that we could say is famous, like, I feel like it's already a lot of pressure, like, for the general public. Like, that is a person, a regular person that wants to be treated like a regular person with respect, and they already have enough cameras and a nice enough eyes on them, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that it's important to give people, like, their confidentiality, and not everyone wants blasted all over the place, you know, the properties that they're buying or, you know, the money and stuff like that, and I think that's important. Fair enough. And I want to jump to saying, so now with these business deals, talk a little bit of business and then maybe a little bit about how you're such an amazing marketer uh, in this business is, so the transactions, What how, what's like a quick one-on-one for someone learning the residential game, whether it's a small home or a large home, how, how does the transaction occur when someone's ready to buy and sell? and you put the parties together, what's like the one-on-one on it? Well, I think that there's not just a one-two step process, and I think that this is a misconception in real estate, and this is where I see a lot of agents fail, is that people believe that, you know, it's just, oh, you go and show a house, you write up a contract, and then you get the commission. But the truth of the fact is, is that so many things can happen between point A and point B. A hundred different things can go wrong, and this is the thing, when there's a problem, there's about 10 different answers to that problem and you have to try to pick the best one so that's why it's so important to have a mentor to help guide you on this because there's no handbook and i can honestly say that the real estate exam sorry florida realtors but i never actually like used anything that i learned from the class and like real life negotiation and what my mentor taught me is the true art of negotiation. You're in business, you understand. It's actually an art. When to speak, when to not speak. It's like a chess game. It's really important. Wow. That's one of my favorite parts in in life. I created a new uh, core values for myself, and one of them is communication. And negotiation, I want to talk about that part. Like, What are some tips do you have on negotiation? With, like you said, speak, know when not to speak. Do you have any others? Less is usually more. Um, And especially, I feel like sometimes, I'm just going to be completely transparent. Sometimes, you know, women, we tend to communicate more and maybe we tend to talk a little more. And when you're negotiating, you want to take that out of it. So you want to try to be as direct and to the point as possible and you need to take emotion out of it. Mm. Now you also have to understand that whenever you are selling a house and whenever you're working with buyers, buyers are very emotionally driven. There's two things that they're working off of, emotion and fear of missing out. So you have to understand the psychology of a buyer. But when it comes to negotiation, you just need to be very direct and I would say less is more. You don't want to overshare. Thank you for that. Thank you for saying that. Now, I want to speed up and talk about how I really knew of you was through Instagram. You are a powerful marketer, and I really, really am respected, and I am inspired by it because I'm getting into that game now. What's your reason for it, and how do you use it to help your business? Um, that's a great question. So I really believe that my marketing gives uh, – 
extra advantage. So whenever you're dealing with a, a large company, a large real estate company, you're going to go in and sometimes the listing pre presentation, everything is going to look the same. So what's going to make you step out and look different? And then also what's going to make the house step out and look mm. different? So I feel that mar marketing is an integral aspect whenever you go to sell a house and that you need to make sure that you're getting in front of as many people as possible. And now also so in today's day and age, technology and social media. And I just think that it's one of the most important aspects of being able to sell a house. Yeah, no, I love it. And everyone, you know, definitely follow her pages. We'll post the links and all that stuff. But, you know, she's just will teach you and inspire you and show you, um, you know, how to stay on point. And we could talk a little bit more business, but I want to talk about a little bit more about personal because I'm a big believer, you know, as I've wanted to find fulfillment and riches in life is that the balance of life is great. Now, we as entrepreneurs and business owners, we know that we always put our foot on the pedal and we don't we know how not to slow down, but not burn out because we're going to the vision now. I've seen someone like you that has so much consistency. You're always posting your routines. You're always doing things very consistent with your health. And I really want to know more about that. So why don't you tell us about how you, what routines you have? How do you stay this clear and on point? Well, I think that it, it, everyone's opinion is going to be very different on this. And my journey is different than everyone else's journey. But I, I mean... Honestly, when it comes to business, like you do have to make sacrifices. And, you know, I think that a lot of people are like, oh, you have to have balance. And I think in a perfect world, that sounds amazing. But sometimes in the, in whenever you're doing shorter spurts, like sometimes there's not balance. Mm -hmm. And it and it's yeah. very true. And sometimes it can even be like a lonely path because a lot of people don't understand that. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to be consistent. And that's one thing in real estate, too, is that you might not see results. It could take years sometimes. So mindset is very important. And for me, um, you have to stay healthy. So real estate can be a very stressful and it can get emotional. You're, you're dealing with people's money. You're dealing with, you know, their home. Like that's a very emotional process. So for me to stay sharp and on point, I just have to make sure that I stay healthy and the best way to stay consistent is to eat right, exercise, get my sleep and just try to be as regimented as possible. Yeah. So that means, I mean, what you're exercising, what, five, six days a week? I uh, try to do at least five to six days a week. Mm -hmm. um, sleep is really important for me. So I feel like a lot of my friends like make fun of me. Like I go to bed at like 10 o'clock. Like I am not in the late night crowd. Um, I go to bed early and I'm up early. My morning routine is really important to me. Yeah. So working out really early and getting some meditation in, making sure that I hydrate, making sure that I eat well, like, in business too, mm -hmm. I feel like you can only get to the next level if you as a person personally are. So if you're here on business and your personal um, life or whatever that y you may be going through is here, like you have to try to even them out. You know, mm -hmm. you can't reach the next level until personally that you're ready to reach the next level too. Yeah, it kind of talks about one of my other thing with my ABCs is like the S is for soul. It's like, you gotta be right. 
you got to be you got to figure out what's going on personally so that you could take the best version of you to the other arenas of your life such as business so i love that you do that now with meditation you know talk to us a little bit about what you do for that yes so that actually helped change my life about four years ago i found sound healing which is like a guided Mm. meditation Mm -hmm. and for me because i'm on the go all the time and i was having a problem like really resting and like turning off my brain so it's like anything in life like if there's like too much going on like you're not gonna be able to think straight so for me it's about being able to clear my mind and actually it's been something that's been very challenging for me um it depends on the day but i like to at least try to take at least 15 minutes and also one important thing that i want to note i don't want to forget this is that I feel like in business and in life, we always want to put our best foot forward, right? Like, oh, it's all great and you work really hard and then you're successful. But I also think that's important to say that you're gonna go through struggles and that's okay. And it's okay if you you know, are having a hard time and it's okay if you don't feel 100% and if it's, it's okay if you need to take a break sometimes. And I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that a lot. Yeah, and it's true because people don't realize that when you start stressing yourself out and you start going to that, let's call it the low frequency, you're doing something very dangerous. You're creating a subconscious programming. You're then putting the ripple effect of like limiting beliefs. And then all of a sudden, you're going to go down this circle that the only way to reverse it is by recharging and taking a step back because you're, you've gone too far. It happened to me before. And that's why I think you make a great point. We just have to know how to recharge and recalibrate because it's okay to go hard. But you got to know, is it doing the meditation every day? Is it doing a cold shower? Is it going for the run? Moving your, you're doing all these things which is a form of recharging and taking a break. You could just go on a vacation and chill. That, that, that's a good break, right? <laughs> yes, and, but sometimes it's easier said than done. And also, I mean, I've experienced burnout firsthand, and I've burned out multiple times. How many times, if you're vulnerable <laughs> enough to tell us? Um, I've had probably at least a few, at least at least three and times. What do you think it contributed what what led to that burnout? Well, working all the time. <laughs> so it was just so, a core value of going too hard with work and then what, the work got too frustrating? There, um, there had to be a bottleneck. Not, not that the work got too frustrating, that... I, you know, you only have so much energy mm-hmm. in the day. And like you were talking about vibrations and, you know, we're just like, like our phones, like our phones need plugged in, our phones need charge. And what's going to happen if you don't charge your phone, it's going to die. So, <laughs> so wow. but now I have like a better grasp of like, okay, even though, because I get really, I get excited and, you know, I, I want to like crush all these goals and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there, whatever it takes. But you have to kind of like take a step back sometimes. So now I have a better idea uh, of when I may be coming up to a potential burnout point. Yeah. So I try to take a little more time for myself. And I want to be also fair. And I love that, that you're saying that. I think that's so smart of you and wise. But you also be saying that like everyone has a different definition of burnout. Some people sure. go crazy, go into a crazy depression burnout. That's true. And some people just get really overwhelmed and they need a couple of days off and they're and nothing, they're good. But 
you know, it comes down to the fact of you still don't want to get to that point and you, you learn yourself better. And, and that's what you're doing. You're learning yourself better, which is making you grow and making you stronger and faster and better and the be- better version of yourself. And I, and, I, and I really I love that. And I love people like that because we're always just going for the next better version. You said something that I want to ask you is you said goals. What are goals to you like not verbatim specific but what's the definition of a goal to you and like how do you do you goals with every arena of your life how do you view goals okay so i i do have to say in correlation with goals too that i've always been a person that i've always had coaches i want to mention that Mm -hmm. so i've had coaches for not only like for nutrition for working out for relationships and we're not just talking about um you know like relational but like relationships just in general um business i've had business coaches so i feel like it's really important to always be learning and as far as goals um hmm it's a tough one because i what i've learned is that i'll set goals and then once i achieve the goals Mm -hmm. a little problem that i have sometimes is like i reach the goal and then it's not as fulfilling. And I'm like, wait, I feel like I should have enjoyed and appreciated the journey a little more. And then I'm like, wait, I should have set my goal way higher. Like what, you know? So it's kind of like, um, I'm my own worst enemy sometimes. It's a yeah, blessing you, you and get, a curse. You get in your own way, but you're, but you're learning yourself. But yeah, but as far as what are my goals and my goals over the years have changed. And I think it's very important mm-hmm. that people, especially in business, to realize that you're going to be ever evolving as a person. So it's very important not to hold your identity to one specific thing in life. Like, yes, I sell real estate and I love selling real estate and I'm always going to continue to be in real estate. However, my path may eventually change at some point in time. So whereas before it used to be like, okay, well, I need X amount of money in the bank or, and this and that. It's not about that anymore. It's about what is going to make me feel feel more fulfilled as a person. Now it's more so of how can I help people more? So it's not like a, a, a set number at all. Yeah. That, you know, me, I align so much with that because that was me. I was that younger person that I just wanted to make a million dollars. And that was good. Like, I want to be that. And it was like, why did I have to put a box around that? Like, what did that mean to me? And then when you change the narrative, like you said, it takes you some years. And that's why if you listen to people like this, don't waste those years with that false sense of fulfillment is what it is. And to change it and understand that, like, what are you really chasing? And what do you really want out of this life? Because it's just really the moment. The moments are are what make up. There's no destination. It's just the moments along the journey. So I love that you said that. And and it really resonates with me. So I'm learning every time I'm speaking to someone. And also leads me to, like, what's your take on, on that word vision? Like, or, or and I would add to that like vision with why like your why, what is that to you? So it's very important in some things that I feel like I've struggled in the past is not being able to see the 
really big picture. Mm-hmm. So I used to get like hyper focused on like certain goals. And it was good in the interim because then I would like reach those goals. But then you kind of lose sight uh, from what's the overall picture. Mm-hmm. So what's the vision? And that goes back to you have to know where you are trying to go, where you want to go. And you know what? It's okay that along the way, if that changes, mm-hmm. because that's the beauty of life is mm-hmm. that you can always get push, pushed in a different direction. Things could change, but you need to have an idea of where you're going. And then those days where things are like really, really hard or those months where things just aren't working out, that's going to remind you why you do what you do day in and day out and why you don't give up. Mm. You know, I go I go to this, you know, to dig into the mentality of people like you because I consider you a high performer. And that's kind of one of the main reasons for the show is teach people who what a high performer acts like, thinks like, talks like, and, you know, let them say it for themselves type thing. And, you know, it also comes down to, you know, you're doing big business. You're doing big business. And what that what I'm trying to say with that is like, so with your business, you get a commission, right? Yes. And what are those could be five figure, six figure commissions? Like Yeah, they could be six figure commissions, yes. Well and that could be in as soon as the transaction closes. As soon as it closes, it can get wired to the account, yes. And you've got to see that before. Yes. Multiple times. Mm-hmm. So it it's so inspiring because it's not the money. You know, that's flowing. It sounds like it's flowing. It's it's this bigger thing that you that this idea that you have now. So that's where and another thing like being grateful and being thankful and I think what has helped me along the way is that even closing on a 5 or 6 million dollar house whatever the case may be I wake up the next day and I'm like, oh, I got to keep working. I got to keep going where a lot of agents, you know, they do that or they just like know a friend of a friend and they get the deal and then they don't work the rest of the year. But like, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people like your mentality has to be different. So I wake up every day like I probably like don't have money in the account, but it's just because that's not a, a really in my thought process you're just, anymore. Yeah, you're playing. You're, 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 you're living life. You're growing. You're working. It's not. You know, I say kick back, relax, because a big win. I mean, of course, there's celebration and accomplishments, but you're just you're living. Yeah. And two, it goes back to being able to truly help someone. So I do believe that it, it can be difficult in the beginning. You're just starting out in real estate and, you know, maybe you don't have the funds to mm-hmm. put all of like, you know, all this money into marketing mm-hmm. and you really need that transaction to go through. But for me now, it's just about the relationship. It doesn't mm. matter to me anymore mm. if that if you know that money goes into the bank account or not, because it, it's not about that. And that's the best way to be able to help people. Yeah, and, and you know that quote, you know, "Do what you love, love what you do." Is that something that you would align with? Yes, um, I can say that. It's always ever changing. It's always evolving. And I feel like the problem, one problem with social media, it's a double edged sword. But social media leads us to believe that life is always happy and always our best foot forward. And that's just not always the case. So for me, what I've learned is to still enjoy the process, even when things are really difficult and when things are really hard. So with that being said, enjoy the process. 
what are some th- how do you enjoy you know you've ha- you make you've made substantial amount of income in, in climbing and you're gonna you're gonna continue to do amazing things for people in this world how do you enjoy like I see on Instagram you're a fisher you like fishing you have boats like how, what do you do <laughs> uh, so actually the story behind mermaid realtor is that okay so i told you i grew up in west virginia mm-hmm. i grew up my dad was an avid outdoorsman hunting and fishing so ever since i could walk literally yeah. ever since i could walk i was always hunting and fishing so i moved to south florida and that was one thing like i felt disconnected i'm like wait what am i gonna do and i saw um someone on tv swim with sharks i'm like ah, i'm gonna try that because i've always been like an adrenaline junkie and uh-huh. always been outdoors uh-huh. so then from that i saw someone spearfish and I fell in love with that. And I was working in like the like commercial side of real estate, like the um, corporate world of real estate. Um, so, you know, I was working for a developer and I was like, you know what? I want to do my own thing and I want to share my passion of the ocean with others because mm. it made such a big difference in my life because I am sitting here today and I know that I have made accomplishments, but I've definitely had my own struggles in life. And that I found the ocean and it made such a big difference in my life. I wanted to share that. So, but then going forward, I've always been able to do that. But then I found at one point in time, I I was just working. I wasn't really, I wasn't enjoying. So I really try to take some time out to myself. I love fishing and I love the ocean. And honestly, what I found in life, the most important thing are the people that are around me. Mm-hmm. So the relationships that I have with other people, that's what like I truly value in life. And that's um, what I enjoy in life. And being I love the outdoors. I love being active, the outdoors, sustainable fishing and spearfishing. I love it. I love it. And it, it just it's so cool when you have extra hobbies in, in life and passion and beyond just the way you make your income and stuff like that like i like what you said because that happened to me is i lost my identity when i attached myself to just one organization although i love it forever um and i'm proud of it and and it's such a big part of my life but that's not all of me you know that's not everything and and i love that you have all that um you know in you uh, and i and i have that type of adrenaline rush too it's, it's so cool i'm learning new things now it um, you know, I have some que- some extra questions for you, you know, why I have you here, and another thing is, you know, you know, you're so professional, you know, how you speak, how you dress, you know, you're very, you know, on the surface, it, like you say, you have that perfection look and feel, like what do you, what's your opinion on why you upkeep and and you and you believe in that, like you know, dressing nicely, you know, some people say I don't care. You know, why why does it it matter to you? That's a great question. Um, It's kind of funny. Um, Growing up in West Virginia, I always had all kinds of dresses. I was always overdressed everywhere that I went. And actually, I remember when I was like really little, my dad, like he would get done fishing and he would be like filleting the fish. And I'd be like running around in like my little pink dress with like fish blood on my dress. And like, that's just me. I I don't know how else. That's how I've always been my whole life. Um, And for me, it's just something that I I enjoy because it's a way that I can Mm. express myself, like my my style. Um, But it's definitely 
more than what's at the surface. And and also what I found in real estate too is that especially once you get into the higher um, competitive and the top tiered, I mean, yeah, there are a decent amount of women, but there are a lot of men that dominate the market too. And sometimes it's really, it can be challenging for people to take you seriously that I found, especially when I first like got into it because mm. it's like, oh, you know, another like blonde realtor. Okay, does she actually sell real estate? And like, I'm, <laughs> but it's true though. Like it, and like people like laugh at me when I say that they're like, oh yeah, like it's so hard. But I'm like, no, like for people to actually yeah. take me seriously and now mm -hmm. that I've built a name for myself, mm -hmm. um, it's much easier. But in the beginning, it was actually more of a challenge because of um, the image that I had, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, and that's kind of our conversation offline was just about how society views, you know, should a woman be in a powerful position? And, and my answer now is we're in a new world. Yes, it's not It's not 1930, <laughs> it's not 1960, it's, it's 2021 where, you know, anyone can reach their goals and dreams if you believe in it. And, and that's what, you know, people need to understand. And that's why I'm so excited that you came to speak is to say, hey, this is proof in the pudding, you know, that this ideology, you being our, the first female on the show is like male, female. We all have similar ideologies. That's why we've gotten to this level. I think it's important, an important note to say for females is that I feel like there's a lot of pressure on females to like fit into like a little square box. And I think um, as a woman that it's important to say that you should stay true to yourself mm -hmm. and you should do whatever feels right to you. Like I haven't always fit in like a square box because, yeah, like I might like to like dress up and. Um, you know, I have my outfits, but at the same time, I love to like go fishing and yeah. you know what I mean? I think that it's very important and there are a lot of pressure for women these days and especially with social media uh -huh. um, that we all just need to be very aware of that and women just need to be supportive of each other. Yeah, I love that. And that's the thing is like people who, you know, that judge, it's usually a projection of insecurity in themselves. Yes. So, you know, look, Everyone should win in life. That's the goal. Everyone should be happy and, and fulfilled, whatever that definition is to you. And, you know, I guess I'm curious about, are you a big reader or yeah, a listener so of podcasts? I don't watch TV. Okay. I could say that maybe I've turned the TV on in my living room maybe a few times in the last year. Mm -hmm. So I try to read as much as I can. It just depends on what I have going on um, with work and how much I'm working. Mm -hmm. But I'm a big believer in, you know, you have someone that's written a book that has had decades of experience. And all you have to do is just read that book. Now, it's up to you to implement, you know, what you want from it. Mm -hmm. But I feel that books are very important you always have to be learning more always learning always be learning <laughs> hey, always be learning and always be closing <laughs> always be winning <laughs> uh, so the vision again for your life you want to pretty much stay in real estate mm -hmm. and you want to keep growing in that world mm -hmm. and are any other industries excite you or uh, I really just I want to help people. So like my overall vision is being able to create something that's larger than myself mm -hmm. and also something that is going to help other people and build a legacy. I love that. Legacy. Legacy is a very interesting word. 
it's one of the words that supposedly you live beyond your your human life and you you know can help your family and whatnot but the world so that that's that seems that that's that mentality that you have and and that's why I wanted to have you on this show Megan is because I know you're doing something huge in this life and it's beyond just selling amazing multi-million dollar homes I know that you're preparing for something bigger and that's I usually feel that type of energy with people and it's probably another reason why you know I don't want to classify you as like you're the first female on this show it's just like to me it's just powerful I'm not going to distinguish you as any different I just really believe that I wanted people to hear from you um, because I know you're doing big things so it, and it leads me to my last couple of questions for you about what I guess is uh, it's so funny I lost my train of thought and I was is uh, I was a perp it was literally it'll come back so when I hit that point I hit that point I want to wrap up with we talked about your why talked about purpose I want to wrap up with um, I got it okay we'll, we'll have Brandon figure this part out <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll just cut in I'm just going to jump into something else Megan yeah is you said so many amazing things on this show, Megan, where I was learning the whole entire conversation. And so thank you for that. What are some additional things you'd like to say to someone getting into the real estate world or just somebody who wants to do it big in their life from someone who has and is doing it big and going to do it bigger? So one thing that I can say in real estate and what I see sometimes from the inside looking outwards is, you know, I, I do see some agents that I feel like get into the business for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. So they see on Instagram um, agents that are selling multi-million dollar properties and these lifestyles and how awesome it is. But they think that it's going to be like a shortcut and an easy way to success. Mm -hmm. And it's anything but that. So mm -hmm. I feel like if you're considering real estate, it's something that you need to, if you want to and you should be wanting to be one of the best and do the best you're going to need to commit your life to it and there's going to be certain sacrifices that you need to make so it actually goes back to whenever everyone was telling me oh it's so hard you're not going to be able to do it i'm not telling i want to be able to inspire people to do it i just want to make sure that they are doing it truly for the right reasons mm. if that makes sense it makes a lot of sense and you know really now comes down to, like we mentioned, where you're going. And what are people who don't fully know exactly what you can offer? Can you tell us exactly how we can help someone who fits the business that you can provide the service for? Yes, for in, in terms of real estate. So in South Florida, I feel like everyone is a real estate agent. And the thing about real estate that can be a little confusing for the consumer is that having a, a real estate license doesn't nece necessarily mean that someone knows the business, the ins and outs, or that they should be dealing with large amounts of money. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure to do your homework that either that person has had a proven track record. And listen, everyone needs to start out somewhere. So if they don't have the proven track record, that's okay. But are they on a team where mm -hmm. they have a mentor over them, someone watching over them that can add additional value? Um, so what I do is that 
I always have my client's best interest in mind. It's not about a commission and more so I would be more apt to tell someone that, hey, this isn't the best deal. Maybe we should move on um, and helping people really decide what it is that they want for their lifestyle, especially if they're not from South Florida. What is important in your life and how we can narrow that down to give you the best quality of life possible when you're not working? Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I do. Also, another thing is building your network worth and making sure that listen I'm not a financial advisor by any means but we can make smart decisions on where we can help structure where you can put some of your money towards smart financial decisions for your real estate and you said one thing I just need to say on this show to you is you said about the customer a lot about how you need to satisfy you know when you deal with that customer that's not that accommodating that tough customer how how do you handle business with not the best ideal customer, but you want to get the job done? Like, how do you handle that type of emotion? It's making sure that you keep your client informed. So you always want your client to be comfortable, and but you have to make sure that your client's informed. So one of the biggest things that I've learned with dealing with some super high net worth clientele mm-hmm. um, most of the time, um, it, it, they are males um, that are significantly older than me, and they've done very well in business, mm-hmm. right? So they know what they want, why they want it. And sometimes I have to tell them things that they don't always necessarily want to hear, but I'm telling the truth and I'm helping them stay informed. So it's very important that you are confident in your abilities and what you can provide and what value you can add to your clients. Mm -hmm. So that means you're saying like if someone's giving you a hard time or not believing in what you're saying or giving you a rebuttal, like for even a prospect client, you're so confident in what you're going to say to them as much as they're coming with that heat per se, meaning like I know it all, which they probably do. They know a lot. They're they're very successful, but. Exactly. And at the end of the day, I'm there to help them. And I appreciate them trying to challenge me, too, Mm -hmm. because for my clients, I want my clients to be as informed as possible. So you can't make an accurate decision until you're as informed as possible. And that's why you hire me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. No, you you seem I want to give you like a cool metaphor, but or maybe an animal that's like some high up on the hierarchy animal that's that's a that's a beast in an amazing way and uh wow now thanks for all this advice and and things that you shared with people that opened up and also can show them like this is how you move and this is why but also you guys have to follow her Where, where can we find you on instagram and all that stuff instagram is mermaid realtor mermaid realtor so Follow her on Mermaid Realtor. Well, of course, put all the links below. But Megan, it's been amazing having you on the show. I really appreciate you coming here and and us making this happen. Do you have any uh, parting words for anybody of of what you want to say? Um, I think that it's just very important that regardless of what you do in life or what you do in business, that you stay true to yourself and that you work really hard because there's nothing that can replace hard work. And I feel that a lot of people get very discouraged because they don't see instant gratification or instant results. Mm -hmm. So just remember that something that can never change your integrity, your character and how hard you work. So always keep those intact. Wow. Well, once again, thank you so much, Megan. 
and everybody make sure to like subscribe do all that technical stuff that is so important to grow in our following i'll talk to the expert after this but go ahead follow her and thanks for watching love you guys thanks for having me